by faith. We understand that God created heaven and earth. Okay, welcome faith. to the first podcast of hopefully many. Um, this is something that I have felt the Lord kind of calling me to do, but just haven't really had the time or haven't really put the effort in, I guess you could say. As you can see, I'm sitting here at home. Uh, Catherine and I are both teachers, so we've had these two weeks. Um, this is something uh, that's really been on my heart. Growing up, I I grew up in the church, and there was a point in my life where um, things started to change, and I thought you know it'd be kind of a nice start to dive into um, some theology. And what that is, just kind of like the study of God, understanding his nature and what it says in the Bible. And so I kind of, I grew up in a, a Presbyterian church and I would say I, you know, maybe I'm categorized more as charismatic now. So what what is the journey to how I got there, but also am hoping to bring in, you know, right doctrine. I see a lot of kind of things go on that maybe um you you wouldn't be able to find in the Bible per se or what's in God's heart being done or said. So the purpose of this podcast is just to um, kind of bring to light some of the things that Scripture actually says about different things and what is right and what is wrong kind of doctrine and where do we find that um, in this book. So that's kind of the idea here. I just want to talk about my testimony a little bit before getting into anything else. So my story was I grew up in Presbyterian church. I grew up, my parents knew Jesus. They loved Jesus. They um, had really awesome stories. When I was probably four, there was a moment when my pastor went on sabbatical. And, I, you know, I grew up, I, up until that point, you know, I was pretty young. Or I wasn't four. I was probably more like 10. But I knew that, <laughs> I'm getting a look. Um, I knew that. I could probably say what the basic Christian doctrines were, what the basic Christian beliefs were, but I wouldn't say that I knew Jesus. I wouldn't say that I knew what it meant to really be saved. And so there was a time when my pastor at the time went on sabbatical, and when he came back, he started preaching out of Galatians, uh, which is a book in the Bible. And in that preaching, he laid out just the gospel of salvation and how we're not... um, you know, good good enough on our own, and how that leads into, well, we actually need a Savior. I mean, there was this thing called the law, and that was, you know, what we even think of as the moral law, like what is right and what is wrong, and the fact that we all fall short, and that we are in need of a Savior. And so I kind of got that as uh, when he came back, and I was listening, I remember I was standing with my dad in the uh, in an audio booth, and he was doing sound, and just listening to that sermon and really understanding like, oh, that's what it is. That's what it's all about. And I really, I really want to ask Jesus into my heart was, you know, the, my understanding of what I was to do. And so I asked my dad and we prayed together. And um, I would say that is the moment that Jesus entered into my heart and I became, I, I was saved and I was um, redeemed. And, um, and so from there on, I kind of grew in, in a lot of my knowledge and was raised up. And, and I, I often prided myself with knowing more than maybe others my age or, um, or you know, getting into theological arguments with people, trying to know, you know, the more the most memory verses uh, or sword drills, they call them in 
uh, Sunday school when you try and find a, a Bible verse the fastest. And so I, I thought, you know, I knew it more than probably some of my other peers. And so that was kind of a sense of pride for me. Um, and so a bunch of my friends and my best friend, Cody, who hopefully will be on the show, he, he brings the word. A bunch of my friends and I, we were at lunch every day at school and we were arguing, not arguing, but just having some passionate theological or just philosophical conversations. And we decided that we should have a Bible study and this Bible study, we were kind of just talking about it. And Cody said, you know, maybe my uncle could lead this or host it or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, maybe like we we could get a pastor involved. Uh, You know, that'd be cool. Um, Someone who knows what they're talking about. And, um, but Regardless, we got it started, and there were probably like six or seven of us. The first day, I remember even going in with pride, like thinking, man, I'm going to bring it. Like These guys go to non-denominational churches. I'm going to bring my knowledge like i'm i'm presbyterian i i got it going on like as far as like biblical head knowledge i'm gonna bring it uh to this bible study and like destroy these people you know kind of the 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 thoughts going through my head and so we we get there and we're uh talking and bible study starts i just remember sitting there and he just asked the question and he held up the bible you know like this kind of and asked a simple question of how do you know what you read in here is true? And how do you know what it says is real? And I just always kind of, you know, growing up, it was kind of what my parents told me and what I read, I heard in church. And I never really questioned the authority of scripture or even like why I believe what I believe. Like, where is this coming from? Like why even the foundational, I, I guess I'd never come to, to terms with the foundational truth of like, why, do I believe what it says in this book? It really just started, like it opened my mind. And I would say it even humbled me um, to start to listen to what Uncle Buddy had to say. And over the next several weeks, the Lord just really spoke to me every single Bible study. And after that point of just really like, oh wait, why do I believe what the scriptures say? Things started to unravel and unpack. And one of the foundational, I remember there was a, a day where we were talking about in first john one of the books of the bible in the new testament in first john jesus says or john's writing but you know i do believe and we'll get into this eventually that that scripture is inspired by god and each it's not just the message it's actually the words of god it's um there's a scripture where jesus says not a jot or not a tittle will pass away until all is fulfilled and he's talking about the old testament but then there's new testament scriptures we'll get into that also kind of describe the authority of of these particular words um and so in first john it talks about if it's talking about sin and this is to believers and it says if you if you do sin you have an advocate with the father and you know you'll be forgiven here's what it says and i can edit this later it's going to take a lot of editing <laughs> hopefully not too much oh this is the esv version by the way so in first john chapter 2 my little children i am writing these things to you so that you may not sin But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. All right. And so it's it's acknowledging the potential for sin, um, which, you know, sin is is what caused death. It's what caused the separation. 
All right. And so where's this place where, um, and I'm hoping to get into all of this, you know, in the coming podcasts or whatever, but how were we separated from God? And then that, that we are so separated that Jesus had to come in, forgive our sins. And then from there we are redeemed, but there's still a possibility for sin, but isn't sin what separated us? Isn't that what drove us apart to begin with? The idea of that is, is, interesting because you'll hear people say i'm a sinner saved by grace and i still sin and what and and there's a capacity for sin as a christian um and we'll talk about what even is sin all right but this idea of separation i guess is what i'm getting at there so later on in the book of john it talks about how no one who follows god sins anymore so we're going to go to that verse all right and First John chapter three, verse four uh, through six says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. Right? No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or or known him it goes on further little children let no one deceive you whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous all right and so the idea as it says no one who abides in him keeps on sinning all right and prior to that says you know that he appeared in order to take away sins and in him there is no sin and and you know having my background presbyterian like but just kind of um, contemporary understanding of Christianity, you know, the prayer we get people to, to pray is to ask Jesus to enter into our hearts. If there is no sin in him and we ask him to enter our hearts and it says that his spirit abides in us, then where is that place? Like if, if, if we have the capacity to sin and be in their separation, but also that if you abide in him, you don't keep on sinning. All right, where is that place? Like, what is the mystery there? And and it was so profound when I, we you know we didn't even dive into the meaning. I kind of saw it as as it was read, and it's like, well, so there's a part of us, and that's the Holy Spirit indwells that is not sinning. I mean, that's what it says. No one who abides in Him keeps on sinning, and so the fact that the Holy Spirit so indwells us, so becomes a part of us, His righteousness, His holiness, so woven together and makes us new, that it's actually not even counted against us anymore. And I think what I saw in that moment was the inseparableness of when we are in Him and when we abide in Him, like He's real, and He is he is so close and within us and and talks about the holies of holies the veil was torn and the holy spirit was in the tabernacle it was in the holy the most holy place uh and the when jesus died the veil was torn and therefore the holy spirit could abide on us as his temple and so the fact that it's not just you know okay i'm redeemed but god's kind of up here and when i talk to him you know i have to look up and you know hopefully he hears me it's like no he actually indwells me his power the power that raised jesus from the dead it says in romans uh is inside of me and can put to death the the things that essentially lead to sin like will he not also bring to life this mortal body like the the parts in me that are not yet sanctified in him um, and it's not just these big words it's the fact that he really is like the holy spirit really is inside of me 
and he's inside of anyone who who calls on Jesus as their Savior and knows the Father. If you abide in him, like his Holy Spirit is so in inside of you. This one runner, Eric Little, who was just an awesome runner. You should read about him. But he said, you know, uh, and I'm paraphrasing because I didn't prepare the quote, but, you know, essentially when I run, I feel his pleasure. Like he made me to run and he made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And I, and what started happening is I heard this scripture and I started putting these pieces together like, wow, there's not this big separation anymore. Like he is right here. He's inside of me. We can commune. We can abide. Then as I start to do things, like I can enter into his presence and I can enter into the holies of holies. I mean, imagine doing your homework or doing lesson plans in the holies of holies in the tabernacle. I mean, that'd be awesome, but you can do that and be in that place now. And it's not just this lofty idea or just kind of this knowledge. Like he is real. His, he brings peace, the fruit of his spirit, our love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know, goodness, faithfulness, there's a song we had in camp that helped me memorize all these, but uh, kindness, uh, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all these things. I mean, love and joy and peace, those things in you now, his Holy Spirit bringing those to life and abiding in him is part of it. Like sometimes we don't always see these things uh, and the fruit of them in our lives, but we can get to a place where we are abiding in him in such a way that we start to see, I mean, it says keep in step with the Spirit. There's a place where you might not be keeping in step with the Spirit. And so coming into Him, uh, drawing near to Him, it says He draws near to those who draw near to Him. So draw near to Him, all right? And you'll start to see these things manifest in your life and the fruit of the Spirit. Start to have this harvest in your life. And it's not just this lofty pie in the sky thing. It's not just, oh, well, I'm joyful, but I'm not really happy. You know, and I understand there's there's a, a dichotomy there, there's a difference, but the idea is like, no, he can actually fill you with joy. He can fill you with, with peace and love. And it's a whole, it's a powerful thing. It's not just talk. It's not just, I believe this, but I don't really see it ever. And I think that was when I was at this Bible study, like that was one of those things that just blew my mind was, okay, not only is he real, and all these things I've ever heard are real, um, because we talked about the foundation of Scripture and why we can trust in that, but also he is powerful and he dwells in me, and therefore through him I can be powerful, through him I can be joyful, through him I can love. And drawing near to him in prayer, it says, pray without ceasing, and all things give thanks, and all these things, the God of peace which passes all understanding will be with you. And these are all in scripture that can have a reality in our lives. And so what I want to, what I'm hoping to do in, in this podcast is just take the truths of scripture that are so true, founded in Jesus, founded in him. I mean, there's, you just don't want to go anywhere else where you're not seeing the father and Jesus and Holy spirit. You just want to be pursuing in them, you know, in the word, what does this actually say? Um, what are the realities? All right. It's not just, for then and way off like what what is he doing now and it's powerful and it will change lives it changed my life um and so i guess uh my idea is not just to have a sunday morning service on this podcast but the the idea is also to essentially take what i learned um as growing up in a presbyterian church you know i i I kind of prided in, in the knowledge I had. And then I went through a period of realizing the power of God 
and going in college, seeing miracles, doing word of knowledge ministry. And I know this might sound odd and different to a lot of you, but we'll, we'll see what this talks about, about all those things. And I've also seen the other side of it. I've been in more charismatic Pentecostal services where there's just kind of a departure of right doctrine and right theology and understanding what scripture actually says. And even not, even though we're reading the Bible where, uh, you know, it's not like it's completely abandoned. I mean, that would, wouldn't be going there in the first place, but where is the truth of scripture, the power of the Holy Spirit on a life? Where do those meet? And so that's why I want to call, I'm hoping to call this podcast Spirit and the Word. All right, Spirit being, all right, God is powerful. He's supernatural. He does acts now. I mean, He abides in you. The God who raised Jesus from the dead abides in um, believers. And also the truth of Scripture that, you know, Paul talks to Timothy is so important to have that right doctrine. So now as I've grown, you know, it's probably been, Oh man, that was 2010. So it's probably it's been a, around a decade. It might have been before that that we started that Bible study. You know, I left the Presbyterian Church. I think I was really frustrated with, you know, I had never experienced this love. I'd never experienced his presence and I was kind of bitter towards that type of church, I guess you could say. And then I've I grew and grew and grew in the Lord and I've also been to churches where I was like, "All right, they get it, man. They're praying in tongues. They pray in the Holy Spirit. They understand the power side of God." And then I've seen churches in that vein kind of leaving right doctrine and so i'm hoping what i'm hoping to do is kind of as unqualified as i am but just try and mesh those two together and show you know where is right doctrine where is truth in scripture and the power of god now and for today and kind of bringing those together in one and hoping that people get, have their lives changed that christians get edified and built up and that people who don't know the Lord would come to know Him. And shout out to my friend Noah, who at Bible study yesterday said, uh, the harvest is ready to go. He said, the Lord spoke to him, and he was seeing a vision kind of of corn um, being, or some sort of plant that was ready for the harvest. And sometimes it just, you just have to gather it in, it gets knocked down and then processed, and you realize how much came with it in the harvest. So we're just hoping to see Jesus change lives. Thank you for tuning in. Um, after I edit this, I have no clue how long it will be, but seem kind of long. I hope to have more of these in the future. Breath. God bless. By faith, Abraham left off for the promised land of his call.